Hi guys, uh, I'm here today with Millie Go Lightly um, and she's going to be talking to us um, about her experience with failure um, over the past couple of months. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope you can get something out of this. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so where did it all start? Sort of like starting university, when did you sort of realise that this wasn't like the right thing for you to do at the moment? I think it started before I even went to university. I think it started with the transition between sixth form and uni because I was very much in a school where it was school, sixth form, uni, life. <laughs> like it, that was the treadmill that you like would be on. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends were all very academic and they were all very sure with their decisions of where they were going. So I was like, right, if they are, then I have to be because I don't want to be here at home watching them all have the time of their lives on these amazing courses. Um, so for me, also, I was using the uni search as a form of escapism. I wanted to get as far, far away from home as I could um, just because my sixth form experience wasn't the best and I just wanted to get away and go be my own person. Um, and how did that sort of I mean I know I had that sort of experience as well in the fact that you use university as like this kind of this beacon of hope and sort of like you know oh you can be independent here and mm -hmm. I'm 18 you know I'm an adult I can do sort of whatever now or, you mm -hmm. know like how did you sort of how did that crumble down once you sort of realised because I don't think yeah. it's like that for anybody no so I think I re realised straight away really that it wasn't right for me because the car journey down, it's a five hour journey, I felt sick in my stomach to the point where it felt kind of beyond nerves um, and then when I got there I was just really spaced out and out of it, I wasn't really talking to anyone, not even my family, I wouldn't let go of my boyfriend or my mum because I just didn't want them to leave me. And then as soon as my dad left, the tears just came like pouring out. Like I just remember I was lying in my bed with my mum and my boyfriend and my brother around me and like they just didn't know what to do. I think my mum wanted to scoop me up and take me home but she knew that if she'd done that then I, there was no chance of me coming back. But I kept telling myself, oh it will get better, it will get better you'll make friends, like, it's just a scary experience that you're going through right now, like, you don't know anyone, you're five hours away from your home, mm -hmm. like, it's pretty terrifying what you're going through right now, but it'll, it will get better, because you will make friends, like, it's bound to happen, it's yeah. uni, you make friends for life at uni, like, yeah. that's what I've been told and what I believed, um, but then, it took me a while to adjust, and luckily I did, become really close with my housemates um and without them I probably wouldn't have made it through first year but um I struggled a little bit on my course to find my place on that yeah um but yeah the reality is like you're not like there's this there's just so much pressure put on you to make these friends and have the time of your life but in reality for some people anyway, it might be different for others, but in reality you're on your own, you're having to look after yourself, you're having to like find your way on your own, which you might never have done before, and 
you're ha actively having to f find those friends because there's so many different people like that you can meet on all these different courses from all these different backgrounds whereas when you're at school in a little village where you've known these people because they've just been there yeah. as you've grown up and to have that taken away it's quite scary isn't it yeah also like it's you're not just battling with sort of like failing academic sort mm -hmm. of wise you're also battling with like failing socially and course, I think as yeah. an 18 year old that is so it would just be detrimental to not sort of have you know this massive group of friends that you're like constantly tagging and things mm -hmm. you're constantly going on adventures yeah all of that kind of thing and there was a lot of that in Falmouth yeah like going yeah. on adventures it's like I want people to go on adventures with yeah but I'm stuck in my room yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, people have gone great. to eight beaches this weekend <laughs> but like it can be really isolating yeah so especially because friends at university are your family like mm -hmm. essentially they are exactly. your like yeah. rocks so it's it's difficult when you yeah exactly. don't have that yet but yeah like yeah. there's no one there to look after you like your family so you have to find that in yourself and in your friends yeah um which is why in a way they were so important to find but you didn't need to find loads of them yeah you needed to find a few select which i did luckily yeah same um so yeah, I was lucky in that way. Yeah. In that moment though, it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to find a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I think now, sort of in third year, and sort of like halfway through second year, that's when it sort of starts to come. Yeah. So it does come. Everyone but... settles down with each other. Yeah. Um, not in a marriage way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, everything like settles and yeah. everything kind of falls into place. But it just is a long, bumpy journey yeah. to that place. Yeah, and that's one of, I think, one of the most painful failures is mm. failing socially, so. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, so, how did you sort of find the courage? I guess it's that, it's that but how did you find the courage to actually say this wasn't right for me? You know, um, I need to do something about this, it's just not right. I had to stop and just see what I was doing because in the way I was living because it just began to affect my health um, and my mental health um, I wasn't leaving my room I wasn't eating wasn't looking after myself I wasn't and then because of that I wasn't doing work that I enjoyed and wanted to do um, I didn't do work at all I was behind um, and it was just getting worse and worse and like all these different factors all came together and just completely overwhelmed me and it was at that point I realised not easily but I did realise maybe it's best for me to just step back from this for now yeah and just go back to my safe place which is home be with my family maybe get a job like get a driving license like just get your life kind of sorted yeah and get yourself back on your feet um but that decision really didn't come easily because I remember thinking, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I have just gotten on with it with it like everyone else? Because everyone goes through their own problems. Um and they've still managed to like get on with uni, so why couldn't I? Yeah. Um, and also like everyone's gonna graduate and I'm not gonna be there. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do on that <laughs> day. I think I'm gonna have to just remove myself from social media for the day. Yeah. Or like do something to distract myself because that's still something that, like, I've got that feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, and 
like I was thinking because in December I was deciding whether I was going to quit or if I was going to take the year out yeah and I was like if I take the year out I'm going to go back and like no one's going to be there that I know and it's going to be awful I'm going to be so lonely like if I got this bad with people who I loved around me like what am I going to be like on my own but the reality is I'm not going to be on my own I'm going to be a stronger person then um I'm just gonna hopefully be able to get on with it yeah and I will make new friends because I've done it before and if I've done it before I can do it again yeah um it will just be a completely different experience on its own probably like no one can tell because it's the future like no one can see into the future but yeah um yeah nice so yeah how did you how have you processed that as well because sort of socially sort of if you drop out of uni then people sort of consider it a big failure how have you sort of how have you dealt with that sort of thing like I don't know relatives what, in, like, and telling people yeah um yeah I admit it's been difficult um I'm lucky in that my mum is extremely supportive and just wants the best for me so she fully supported me my dad as well, he fully supported me. He just wanted me to see all my options before I did that. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend's family, they've supported me. My grandparents, they've kind of... My grandma's definitely supported me, but my granddad's, both of them, um, kind of have a get-on-with-it get attitude. Yeah. And I think that's just their generation. Yeah. Um, they're two very hard-working men, and... I don't think they I don't think they understood this yeah. little girl coming to them going, I'm really sad at the moment. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a year out of uni, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like but they came round because they're my family and they love me. Um and I realised throughout all of it the problem was with me because I was worried what they were gonna think of me. Yeah. Specifically my boyfriend's family. I don't know why, I was just really worried about what they'd think because obviously I want to be the best for their son or whatever yeah um and yeah like I've had the comments like tell this girl she just needs to get on with it or tell this girl she's stupid for like dropping out or something and just like being a bit patronized by some people but yeah those people aren't in my close circle so I don't really care about what they have to think or say that's good that's really yeah. good that's a good way <laughs> like, of looking at it yeah like they can say that if they want but they don't really know me the way other people do yeah and that's how I want it to stay yeah so, nice yeah. <laughs> cool so how have you found inspiration at rock bottom like how has sort of going through this big thing how has it like shifted you into a different space like it's kind of forced you to think of things in a different way um mm -hmm. how have you found inspiration to kind of pull yourself out of it okay I'll be honest it hasn't been easy um I actually felt very very lost when I was at rock bottom and I remember, like, looking back, it's only two months ago, but looking back, like, when I quit, well, I didn't quit, but when I took my year out, I was like, oh my god, there's so many things I can do now, like, I can go be a makeup artist if I mm. want to, or I can go pursue teaching if I want to, like, I was, like, saying to my family, like, oh, I want to be this now, yeah. and then next week it would be a different thing, um, 
and I think for me that was some sort of escapism because I have to look to the future um my boyfriend gets sick of me talking about the future so much (laughs) because but for me it's an escapism because I don't have to think about what's happening right now if I can look to the future yeah um so I was coming up with all these different ideas of what I wanted to do with my life um it wasn't until I just stopped and just let each day just be what it wants to be yeah um it wasn't until I stopped till I realized actually Millie no you do want to go back to uni you have all these ideas that are just coming out of nowhere I can't explain where these ideas have come from yeah um or how they found me um there's actually a book that I've read called I think it's Big Magic yeah um and she has this amazing way of describing the partnership between a creative and an idea. Yeah. And she kind of describes it as ideas kind of float around in space like spirits. Okay. And they choose their host. Yeah. And it's up to you whether you can be like, yeah, I can work with you like now, like we can do this. Or you can be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm just not ready for you at the moment, but come back whenever you want or here's someone else you could go to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a really interesting way of wording it. That's really lovely. Yeah, it's so good. So for so long in my little dark hour, I had to turn away a lot of ideas and inspiration. Yeah. Because all that was important to me was focusing on my health and getting back up again. Yeah. Um, but now... I think it's like so stereotypical. It's spring, like there's like so much nice stuff going on in the world. Like daffodils are growing, like lambs are being born. Oh my God. The lambs. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly there's this like new light. There's just these ideas that are coming to me out of nowhere, and I'm actually like, yeah, okay, I can work with you. Obviously, I can't until September, but I can like work up the project so that. I know what to do when I go back. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a really nice feeling. Yeah. Like I've been itching to get going with photography again because in December, I just didn't want to touch my camera ever again. Yeah. Because I think when you're in an environment when you're forced to do the thing you love, you can easily fall out of love with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a completely normal thing. I don't... Th- yeah. Um... so like with this with these new ideas that are sort of coming in Mm. um how are you sort of organizing them to sort of like how are you stopping yourself from doing them now and sort of Um, like waiting off to sort of do them when you go back in september well technically i can't do them now because i don't have the equipment i'd like to use okay yeah um because i'd like to hire out all these different cameras that i just don't have access to at home yeah also i don't have the model material that I'd like at okay, home. Yeah. Because obviously in Falmouth there's this big network of models and artists. Yeah. Um and also I want to make sure I do these correctly because I feel like I owe the idea to do it justice. Yeah. Um and I want to make sure I do it right, so I need to take the time to plan, yeah. and I need to take the time to find inspiration and make sure I'm doing the right thing. It sounds so cliche, but Pinterest has been my best friend with some of them, yeah. and just don't the, knock it. Like, okay. it's, like, it's, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Pinterest is my best friend. I've got like three different Pinterest boards filled with inspiration. Yeah, 
um, I've got tabs saved on my laptop with like ideas. Yeah. I found books that I didn't even know like my mum had. Um, I'm just taking it all in yeah. and picturing it together in my head, and then I'll probably like make mind maps because I'm a very visual like person. I have to get it out onto paper yeah. to make sense of it. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I'll do. And then when it comes to it, I just have to make sure. It's easy for me to say this now, but like when at the time we'll see how well I keep to it. But I'll need to make um, like time plans, yeah, and things that I'll just keep to, um, and make sure I measure my time correctly. Nice. Like any of the themes, like in the projects, do you think you're gonna draw anything like inspiration from what you've gone through, like these past couple of months? Do you think? Any of that's going to tie into the projects? Um, I think so, for for sure, because I remember one of our projects has to be about our dissertation. Yeah. And my dissertation will be about mental health. Um, so that ties in perfectly with what I've been going through. Um, so, for example, an idea I have on that is I'd like to make like a catalogue kind of thing okay. of different people with different mental illnesses and their different experiences because although it is being done which is an amazing thing I would love to have my own little platform where people can just speak so freely about it and even like I just want to talk about the ugly things that everyone hides away from so I would accept people who are going through grief people who what else (laughs) (laughs) just like like the ugly things in life that we don't like to talk about yeah um so it doesn't just have to be mental health but that would be the drive behind the project so that would definitely have come from inspiration from my own experiences because I'll put myself into the project as well because I like to do that um and I just want to get people talking because it's so important and I know it sounds so like cliche to say it's important to talk but really it is because in all truth I wouldn't be here if I hadn't have spoken to my friends and my family yeah um and (laughs) yeah Yeah, like everybody has like their own take on things so even if like you know people say that you need to talk about things everybody has a different way of talking about that said thing so that's good and it would like be a platform for all different creative outlets like you're saying like people have voices in different ways so like I'd love it if there could be like a sculpture or something and then like a poet and then someone who does textiles like just showing their story in their own way yeah um just giving people like a, a community yeah that's cool would be really nice yeah so you only really think of because like we're, we're photographers, so you only sort of really think about it in a photographic sense when you think about sort of telling your story. Yeah. Whereas you can do it, like, I mean, people used to do tapestries. Yeah. I was going to make a tapestry. Really? Never made a tapestry before. Oh, my God, that would be insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, we all have our own our own ways of yeah. dealing and telling. Looking to history is really cool yeah. with how they told stories through history, like you're saying, with the tapestry mm. and all the paintings, like... And, like, hieroglyphics and things. Yeah, so exactly, it's all, going all the way back, like... Yeah, it's all completely different. Cave drawings. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to a good cave drawing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice.
so what have you learned sort of through all of this how have you sort of like come out of it what have you learned from it um I've learned that it's really important to listen to myself um because there's no one else in control of your life it's just you yeah and it's your body and your soul like you have to look after yourself and if you're not going to listen to yourself like you're not going to get into a good space um also another thing I've learned is again it sounds cliche but it's something I strongly believe in is that everything happens for a reason and I believe I went to Falmouth to meet the people that I did and actually to learn this about myself um I think this kind of failure would have happened anyway even if I wasn't at uni it would have disguised itself as something else yeah I feel like that was always set for me because I needed to go through it to learn what I've learned and come out of it the way I have because I do feel like I've come out a different person. Yeah. Like I've just completely reevaluated what's important. Um and I've realized, you know, you don't have to be surrounded by loads of people to be a happy person. You just need your little network. Um your little triangle of people like yeah. who you can rely on. Um, my dad always does this really interesting thing when he's trying to give me a pep talk. He's like, he'll give me a single pencil and tell me to try and break it. And obviously it breaks straight away. And then he'll give me five pencils surrounding one and tell me to break it. And you can't <laughs> break it. Oh, that's really interesting. And, like, that's his little metaphor for, like, you need to keep the people close to you. Like, don't block people out. Um, and to accept failure for what it is like there's this horrible feeling that comes with the word failure but actually it's not that bad of a thing like you have to go through negative things to find the good things and you can turn a failure on its head like I thought I failed my uni experience by having to leave for a year but actually I've had a year where I can be with my family, be with the people who make me happy, yeah. be in a healthy place, and then I'm going to go to uni and hopefully, <laughs> obviously I can't predict the future, but hopefully I'm just going to be able to give it like another shot and mm. have such a different approach to it this time round. Yeah. Um, like I've applied to live in halls again, so that's one less stress of having to find a house and also our halls is on our university ground isn't it yeah. so campus um and I've been a granny and I've applied for the quiet <laughs> halls <laughs> because this time around I just need to focus on my education because that's what I'm there for yeah whereas in first year like I said I was looking for the friendship group I yeah. was looking for the friends for life kind of approach to it um and yeah I just feel like it's all going to be really different for me yeah I feel like in first year though it is very much like if you haven't got a, a group of friends that you can sort of like tag um, in Instagram and all that kind of thing mm -hmm. then you feel like you've you've failed the social circle mm -hmm. um, Definitely. and that that is like in in that headspace when you're like 18 that is detrimental to mm -hmm. sort of not have a good social circle yeah. and not to be able to say hi to you know loads of people on the street it's yeah. it's kind of exactly. like soul destroying whereas really. like now you can you can see it from an outsider's kind of perspective and yeah. and look down. It's just, it's so not about that. I mean, exactly. you've got your core group of friends now, so yeah. it's literally just about the education, it's which funny, is amazing. It? <laughs> it's only like three, two years 
and like I feel so much more mature looking back on myself yeah um and what you were saying about like the Instagram posts like is so true like because that's all I'd see from my friends at home yeah and I was like why can't I just be like that like is there something wrong with me like do I just not attract friendship groups and then I was like looking now I'm like I don't need that friendship group like I've got the people I can rely on and that's worth so much more to me yeah um just because you're not showing it on social media exactly doesn't it I mean it's like those couples who post their relationship all <laughs> yeah. over social media it's like are you happy yeah <laughs> you're just like oh we'll have our relationship online so we don't have to deal with it <laughs> exactly. uh, that was a really bitchy thing to say but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though uh, so but yeah that's <laughs> uh but yeah Thank you for coming on here and talking about oh, this. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, this Thanks for having me. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs>